from the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings everyone, this is your host Ryan Trimble, enjoying beautiful skyline here atop two Turtle Creek, joined today by a man who never stops working, he of course, Sean Williams. Sean, good day sir. Hey, what's up? Not only are we enjoying the beautiful skyline, but we have a window washer that's outside. We got airplanes coming across, which means we are back. We are back at Two Turtle Creek and we are back to work. That's right. We are working hard, still working hard. We haven't stopped working hard, Sean. I mean, I know half the city of Dallas is in, uh, you know, either, uh, gosh, um, Colorado or Wyoming or Montana or I don't know where else do people go they're where I wish I was but we're here (laughs) we're here you know doing the work of the people you know so for this this award-winning podcast man Lauren was like we need a vacation last night we were having this conversation and I was like Okay, where do we go? Because with kids, it was like, okay, we're going to drive to Sterling, Colorado to see your grandparents, or we're going to, you know, go to Phoenix for the weekend. Not cooler climbs. Nothing wrong with Sterling. Although yes. it, it has been hot there, though, it right has. in Colorado. Yeah, it's been unseasonably it's been warm. It's hotter been... most places than here. That's right. It's been very strange. Last night, you know, I came in the house. And it was hot and sweating. And then my wife came in and she says, man, the clouds rolled in. I promise it was 15 degrees cooler. It's just yeah. these rain cold fronts are coming out of nowhere. It's crazy. But I am not complaining because it is slightly cooler than it, it, it generally is yes. in our state. And great for Milan, Sean. <laughs> I figured I was going to ask about your lawn, but I didn't know if that was the right question. It has come back very, very strong. It's been resilient, but now it's paying off. Oh, man, so strong. You know, put down some great... Uh, I top-dressed it this year. <laughs> I need to come back with a second... top-dressing. Yeah. With the second uh, treatment I need to do. Um, you know, I, I'm... Glad to say with you and our listeners and tell you that we had a lovely, you know, meeting of the minds of Deconstructing Dallas where we were able to bring our significant others That's right. in on said meeting and uh, listen to them have real true conversation while we were just kind of spitting our normal <laughs> nonsense. Yes. But it was good seeing seeing you guys. Yes. The nonsense that we keep peddling here on these airwaves. <laughs> Award-winning nonsense. Award-winning nonsense. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was, that was fun. And uh, um, it was fun. I mean, uh, Mrs. Williams was very, very, uh, let's just say she ordered some fun drinks. <laughs> Yeah, it was. And the, the presentation, we went to, is it Primo's? I think it's the, yeah, the, the Primo's. Yeah, the, the new, new one, improved. The new Primo's downtown. Down at the Statler was, was really nice. So shout out uh, to yeah. them because we had a really nice time. Uh, it was a really great setup. It was yeah. fun. It was a Friday night out and about. It was really nice. That's right. But it's not all fun and games, Sean. As you know, like I alluded to, you and I have been hard at work. We've had a fun uh, project recently with our friends. A uh, group called the Locust Street Group. Uh, we we really like them a lot. We've been working with the National Association of Manufacturers and the Manufacturing Institute on their Creators Wanted Mobile Experience. We've had a chance to work with them now two on two different occasions in yeah. two really cool venues. The first time we were at the Automobile Building in Fair Park and. 
Now we got to really see the new commemorative Air Force hangar, uh, which is which is super cool. And what the creators wanted, they're really trying to show a new generation of students what the manufacturing industry is all about. You know, you think about the, the good old days of Rosie the Riveter or, you know, my dad actually worked in a plant and you have these preconceived notions. But now with with all the technology that that is on all in all parts of our lives, yeah. you know, it is a, a great career opportunity for, for young people to get into the manufacturing industry. Yeah, really cool stuff. I, I was trying to describe it to to member of the media and some some folks around town. I, the best thing I came up with was the, the creators wanted experiences. It's like a STEM themed escape room built on a big rig, Sean. Is that, is that I think about that's right? a perfect. That's a <laughs> perfect you. description. Thank We've you. had a chance uh, on both occasions to invite some uh, of our local educators out, some of our local elected officials out, just so they could see what the future, what the what the present and future of manufacturing is 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 looking like. And so, you know, shout out to our folks who've come in town to uh, to be part of this experience. And uh, I, I think and am hoping that by the time we get this out, or very soon after, there'll be. Uh, a, a media mention about this so people can can read about it. But once yes. that comes out, we can direct folks to that. Yeah, we will. We will. And so um, really, really fun stuff and, and really appreciate the, the manufacturers, uh, the, the association folks and the institute coming out and, uh, you know, starting this, this will be a nationwide tour here in the city of Dallas. So very fun stuff. Speaking of fun stuff, it's a time of the year that I always love. Uh, and we were talking about how many texts go back and forth during the NBA Finals between us, Sean. Uh, I love the NBA Finals. It's almost like we can gauge how long we've been doing the show by who's won the championship over the years. <laughs> like I, I think we've had a Toronto win, probably yeah. a Golden State win, maybe early on a Cleveland win. Yes. You know, like we've we've really – kind of rolled through all of the NBA champions over the last few years. And now we got two totally new teams between the Bucks and the Suns who just kind of, well, the Suns came out of nowhere, literally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they almost made the playoffs in the bubble last year, but you know, for us, you know, it, it's just crazy because I watched a little bit of basketball during the year, but finals, we are always doubting. That's right. Who That's you got? Right. Uh, man, I mean, uh, let me go ahead and give the Phoenix Suns the deconstructing Dallas jinx, Sean, and uh, uh, wish Devin Booker and the team the best of luck. I just, I'm excited. I love those Valley, the Valley uniforms. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. totally those in on those. Mrs. Trimble digs those uniforms, so you she's met, cheering for them. You met Booker, right? I mean, yeah, I did. My my uh, friend Cody was on the bench uh, for the Suns before they they cleaned house. It was actually Dirk's last season. Uh, he was on the bench, and so early on in in uh, in uh, D Book's career, uh, Cody Topper, my buddy, was. Uh, it was it was coaching him, doing a lot of skills training with him, and so, yeah, I'm pulling for the guy. He's a nice guy, very mild mannered, and so, I uh, hope that Phoenix can get one. I've also got another buddy who sent me a video of him squeezing into his old Charles Barkley jersey from when he was like 12, and I said, maybe time to size up, big boy. Well, I also am going with the Suns. I like Aiton. It would be great, obviously, to see Chris Paul or Cliff Paul or both of them win the championship. <laughs> 
But I like Aiden also. I think yeah. he's 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 pretty cool. His story's cool. He's really worked hard. He gives a lot of credit to Chris Paul for you know his success that he's had this year. So you know we'll see how it goes. It's two two as of this recording. Yes. So um, I guess now based on both of our endorsement of the Suns, congratulations to the world champion Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we got a good friend on with us today. That's right. Philip Hyatt Haig, the executive director of the Circuit Trail Conservancy, uh, is, is teed up, ready to join us on the show today. And uh, I'm very excited to uh, visit with him. Our first in-studio guest since last March, since right. our, our podcast with Mary Pullman. And uh, I'm excited. This is a, a, a client that I get to work with and for very often. Um, you know, Philip will talk about what the loop is and what they're trying to do across the city with trails. But I've had a chance to go into Southeast Dallas a couple of times to look at some of the areas where the trails will be uh, in the future. Sharon Grigsby from the Dallas Morning News, shout out. She wrote a really great article a couple of weeks ago uh, that, that highlights a lot of where the trail will go and what it is. There's a great map there. So I definitely would encourage our readers to to look for that. We'll also put a link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah. But Philip, you know, is a, is a really interesting guy. You know him. He used to uh, work at the county and now he's doing some great work with uh, with his board as well. We've got friends on, on his board. Benet Hammond, really, uh, Parham, a really good friend of ours who uh, we've also worked with with this client. So I'm excited to listen to um, to our time with, with Philip and excited to learn a little bit more about what he's doing. Yeah, Philip's a longtime friend. He worked with, with Lauren, obviously. Uh, and uh, I just I remember when he first took this gig, he, he said, hey, let's have coffee. And so we did. And he came in and he was He's the perfect guy for this because he's so high energy about bikes. It's so exciting to to. I mean, he'll get you excited about riding a and bike. His wife or cyclist? That's right. And yes, his lovely wife. They're both cyclists, and so he's very passionate. I remember him sitting down saying, "Okay, we got to get Walmart to give us, you know, to 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 get involved here, like they are in Bentonville." And so he's just on fire for for cycling, and this is really going to be a transformative project. I'm glad he's leading it. Well, I'm ready to share this with our listeners. So. Right after this, we'll be back with Philip Hyatt Hate. This is Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble, Deconstructing Dallas. We'll be right back right after this. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, very excited to be joined by a longtime friend, good guy, uh, on the best hair of Dallas list for sure. One of my favorites, he, of course, Philip Hyde Haig, the executive director of the Circuit Trail Conservancy. Philip, how are you, my friend? I am doing excellent. Good. It's been a really exciting summer. Uh, things are, are moving again in Dallas, and there's a lot of uh, exciting projects on the horizon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, 
Philip, you and I have known each other for some time, and I know you, you know Sean, and you know uh, several of the folks here at our firm. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and uh, uh, where are you from? Absolutely. So, uh, as you mentioned, Ryan, you and I have known each other for uh, many years. Uh, my background is in government relations. I've worked for elected officials at various levels of government, um, as well as uh, doing public policy for the Dallas Regional Chamber um, before moving over into this role um, at the beginning of 2019. And so I'm actually from, um, I say I'm from Dallas, but I, I grew up in Mesquite and then Rockwall. Uh, and have left the metro area a few different times. And I always end up back here because uh, Dallas is a really exciting place. There's a lot going on here and a lot that you can be involved with um, and also make a lot of difference, um, you know, with the work that you do. So uh, I really love Dallas and love being here. So, you know, Philip, a lot of, of what we're going to talk about today is, is dealing with trails and hiking and, and biking. And, you know, Dallas consistently ranks near the bottom of on list of most bikeable cities. You're obviously a cyclist. I guess not obviously. You obviously because I know and I've seen you <laughs> riding your bike, <laughs> but you are a cyclist yourself. So, you know, why is Dallas so far behind in this respect and, and what are we missing? Well, I'll say that, uh, I, you know, today it's it's not obvious because I'm not wearing spandex. I'm, I'm wearing, a, a, you know, regular pants and a shirt. Uh, but um, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dallas is really we, we seem to be always on the precipice of, um, you know, these really major changes. Um, I think that uh, over the next few years, you're really going to see um, a sea change of um, active transportation, which is, you know, what we consider um types of transportation that don't involve your car. So that includes, you know, as you mentioned, hiking and biking, but also um, scooters, um, e-bikes, things that can get you to and from transit stations. So obviously we have, as we always like to claim, the, the longest light rail system in the country. Um, and so active transportation can, can continue to bolster that long system to make it a more robust system. And so, uh, you know, I really do feel like we are on the precipice of all these, um, of changing that so that we aren't in the bottom anymore. Um, you know, there was a, a New York Times article recently that listed Dallas um, as being uh, pretty far uh, down when it comes to national rankings because of the the least mile of uh, miles of bike lanes. Um, however, you know, with the 2017 bond package, really that that showed that the voters were really behind um, a new way of thinking that the residents are finally um, asking for different types of facilities that aren't so car reliant. Um, and so I think that over the next few years that these projects begin to come online um, and as projects like the loop, which I'm sure we'll talk about more later, as those begin to connect all of these individual projects, uh, you're going to give people a lot more options um, people will start to see how these projects can be used. Uh, and a lot of that, what we're going to be working on over the next few years is going to be awareness on, on how to use them successfully, how to use them safely, uh, and also how to use them when it's 100 degrees outside because uh, most people don't want to walk um, or ride their bike in the middle of the day in the summer. Um, and right now it is really difficult. So how do we do that in the future? Yeah, now, Philip, you took over as the uh, lead of the Circuit Trail Conservancy. I wanted to hear a little bit about 
the the conservancy itself, how the group was organized, and then what you all are trying to do specifically to address some of the systemic challenges with transportation in Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. So the the Circuit Trail Conservancy um, is the name of the nonprofit um, that is partnered with the city of Dallas in a public-private partnership to build the loop. So the CTC for short, that's the organization. The loop, which is the 50-mile trail around Dallas, that's the project. And so in 2016, uh, my board uh, came together, which was a mix of civic leaders, uh, people who have ex- like vast experience in public-private partnerships, um, and uh, philanthropists joined with uh, then-Mayor Mike Rawlings and the city council to say, you know, what can we do as the public-private to you know, cause this this major change with a massive investment. And that's how, um, you know, the organization came together and identified um, four missing links of existing trails around the city and said, hey, if we only fill in these four gaps, which aren't that much, it's only 11 miles. If we fill in 11 miles of missing projects, we will make a 50-mile circuit around the city of Dallas, the first continuous trail around the city. And so what that means is that as a user, if you get onto the trail in one direction, you can start off and end up back where you started 50 miles later without ever having to get on the streets, uh, without ever having to put yourself into harm. These are protected, safe, ADA compliance. Um, you know, we're talking state-of-the-art trail systems um, that will, you know, put us at the top of that um, ranking and make Dallas you know, known not just for the other wonderful things that we have there, but also uh, active transportation. And so uh, the organization formed, as I mentioned, in 2016, uh, we were able to uh, raise $10 million privately and uh, match that to the City of Dallas bond program in 2017. Um, And we also brought in some innovative funding partners with TxDOT and Dallas County to put all those um, entities together into this uh, project. And so we have right now currently four different um, government entities that are working on this. Uh, Sorry, four entities total. Three of them are governments and, uh, you know, have really kind of set the standard for addressing transportation issues around uh, around the city, which really means how do we coordinate between all of this this investment that's going on? Um, you know, as I mentioned, the bond program is the, the roads pro- portion of that. The streets project um, was half a billion dollars. That's a that's a ton of money. And so sure. there's a lot of projects that are going out there. Um, and one of the things that we've been really successful at is helping coordinate where trails and streets come together to create a more comprehensive system because, you know, I really love trails, but you're not going to have a trail from my front door to, you know, the restaurant that I want to go to tomorrow night. And so how do we fill in those gaps with high quality sidewalks, um, you know, with transit, with other types of transportation to make this a really comprehensive network? And that's what the CTC is doing um, along with delivering the loop. So, Talking specifically about the loop and you kind of introduced the concept and how you guys are filling in some of those gaps. But can you talk about, which I know those four pieces that you all are working on is going to help us get to that 50 miles? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the loop is made up of existing trails across the city of Dallas. Um, you know, some of these trails are really well known. Um, you know, the Katy Trail consistently sets a, a national standard for um, what it offers users and what it does for economic development in the area. Uh, and then the loop also connects some of the less known trails like the Trinity Strand Trail in the design district. Um, so what we're doing with the loop is actually leveraging um, 39 miles of existing trails in nine different city council districts. Uh, and that's in all four quadrants of the city. And um, actually, a majority of the trails, mile-wise, run through um, southern Dallas. They run next to some of our most amazing uh, green spaces like the Trinity River. They run through the Joppa Preserve uh, and then connect over into uh, White Rock Lake in the northeast quadrant. So it's really a, a citywide investment um, that will connect people um, across the entire city. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, visiting with Philip Hyde-Haig of the Circuit Trail Conservancy. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. Stick with us. Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are with Philip Hyatt Haig, Executive Director of the Circuit Trail Conservancy. Philip, the Conservancy had a couple of big wins with the City Council last month. One of those wins was a TIP award that will help connect the Trinity Strand Trail and the Design District to the Katy Trail and Victory Park. So, how does that fit in to some of the other things we were talking about before the break, having those funds to be able to uh, to invest in this area? Well, the TIF award has been really uh, critical to the success of the overall project because, uh, as I mentioned, when the organization came together and the loop was identified, uh, we were able to secure $43 million um, for those four new projects. As we continued uh, through the design process and we're now looking at uh, delivery and going to construction, um, the, the quality and the level of amenity that is on those trails is much higher. So one of the reasons why, um, you know, we, we were seeking additional funds is because we wanted to make these trails uh, state of the art. And also we wanted to make them reliable, safe, include amenities that are normally raised by friends groups over many, many years after a trail is open. And so um, on the Highline Connector, which is the, the project that you referenced, um, we will have uh, lighting um, on the entire uh, length of this trail. It's a mile long. Um, we have brand new uh, traffic signals, um, which aren't very sexy, uh, but they're really important because these are actually going to have features in them that the city has never um, been able to implement before, including uh, a motion sensing um, activation. So hmm. if you were walking up to a traffic light um, on the trail, 
there is a radar in the pole that will detect you and automatically start the uh, the signalization so that you can cross the street safely, uh, which is going to be a huge improvement because normally when you walk up to one of those traffic poles, you push the button. Uh, you don't actually think it's connected. It yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this actually isn't connected anything because you push it uh, and it, it doesn't seem to do anything. And so... You know, what we're trying to do with this project or what we will be doing with these projects is showing that uh, these should be reliable, uh, you know, really great high quality trails that promote people uh, doing other types of transportation aside from just that single vehicle use. Um, so it, it was a huge, the TIF was a, a huge win. Um, I really want to thank the city of Dallas and the economic development department because, um, most of that money, nine and a half million dollars of that award is going to be going directly into the project and will be owned by the city. And so, um, you know, they did a really great job of saying this is a priority for uh, us as a city and our mission to help provide uh, the funding to get these projects delivered. Um, so really, really excellent. Um, I really appreciate their support and also the city council's support. Now, Philip, the, the city council also approved the construction contract award for the uh, first phase of the Trinity Spine Trail last month. Uh, so, so we've got shovels moving dirt. We've got a lot of action going on. M my question to you is, how far away are we from being able to hike and bike on these trails? Well, I, I, yeah, I think you could go and do all 50 miles right now. Um, unfortunately, you would need uh, a lawnmower and some swim shorts <laughs> to get through some of the, the rivers and creeks. Um, but we will have all of our projects under construction um, by either late 2022 or early 2023. Um, from there, that means that there's a, a 12 to 18 month construction period, which is really depending on weather. Um, you know, if we have a really wet summer, um, a lot of these areas are in, uh, you know, built in floodplains. And so it might take more time if we have a rainy year. Um, but if we have some really dry and hot years, um, like we have recently, uh, we're looking at 12 month construction time for the projects. So just around the corner, we've been waiting a long time to get to this point. We've got a project under construction. Um, you know, it's, it's all moving forward. And I think that, um, you know, really what we're looking at is, uh, you know, just a matter of, of when and not if, you know, now we're at the point where we know that these things are going to be done and not, Hey, are these things going to be done? Yeah, well, it's it's certainly exciting, and I know it's taken a lot of folks. And a, a, you know, we've talked about the partnership with the city. Uh, but what are some of the other organizations and entities that you've worked with trying to carry out this significant undertaking? Yeah, absolutely. There have been many, many partners that have come together to make this happen. Um, you know, one of the earliest partners uh, was Dallas County. And so the county um, and Commissioner Teresa Daniel have been incredibly supportive of um, this Trinity Forest Spine Trail in particular. Uh, they actually have $5 million uh, on the north phase of that project. Um, and we're actually working with them to secure funding for the south phase of the project as well. And so they've been critical. The county, um, you know, they're they're a bit different than the city. You sure. know, the county doesn't actually own or maintain um, the trail system. They actually uh, partner, though, with 
the various cities within their jurisdiction um, to help build them. And so they provide technical expertise. They do uh, design engineering. And in our case, they've uh, contributed a significant amount of funding to make these things happen. Um, and then when those projects are complete, those are turned over to the city uh, for uh, ownership and maintenance. So Dallas County has been incredible. Um, they're very easy to work with, and I really appreciate their leadership on this. Um, and then there's also TxDOT. Um, you know, TxDOT is, you know, they're more of a new player in the alternative transportation space. Sure. You know, for, you know, most of us are very familiar with highways um, and, you know, some of the, um, you know, the projects that run right through our, our city, yeah. you know, through downtown. And, and they usually... Um, you know, aren't seen as an active transportation player, but um, in reality, you know, a lot of our um, support comes from what is considered congestion mitigation. And so what that means is that TxDOT um, has been charged with finding ways to get cars off the streets. How do you reduce congestion, reduce traffic? And alternative inactive transportation is seen as a major part of that because if you're having to walk to work or ride your bike or your e-scooter, you're not in your car. And that helps TxDOT, um, you know, be able to, to build tr highways that are needed and then take people off of those highways um, when they have alternatives. And so TxDOT has been an early funding partner as well. Um, they have $8 million on the Highline connector um, that we talked about just a minute ago. And actually, they, uh, you know, actually partnered with us very recently for a federal grant opportunity um, that would be really transformational for uh, Pleasant Grove. And so that's a really recent partnership, but one that has um, a lot of potential to, to really transform um, Pleasant Grove that, you know, has 175 running right through the middle of it. Now we're looking at how do we bring those two um, communities that are on either side as the same neighborhood back together. So, if our listeners want to find out more about you, about the Circuit Trail Conservancy, uh, how can they find you online, on social media? What's the easiest way? Yeah, absolutely. So, the, our, our website is www.theloopdallas.org. And that'll show you, uh, we have an interactive map on the front page that'll show you all of the projects, all 50 miles around the city, uh, and some uh, photos, some information about what's going on, including some recent news articles uh, that we've had from both uh, the Dallas Morning News and D Magazine. Um, and then also we have an Instagram page, uh, The Loop Dallas, uh, as well as Facebook, which we are starting to ramp up now. Um, well, man, that is awesome. I know our listeners are excited because everybody else is excited about the loop. So thanks so much for the time. Uh, and, you know, we can't wait to be out there with our spandex on getting our, our bike on too, right? Why not? That's can't, right. Can't wait. <laughs> this is Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We'll be right back right after this. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Ryan, that was a really great conversation. And I, and I am. I think I'm ready to air up the tires on my bike and get back out there. 
Yeah, me too, Sean. I gotta um I gotta get back into it. Uh I've been riding the Peloton a lot lately. Not not the same thing, but close. The conceptually no, it's not close. It's not, not close. Well, I mean, at least you're getting exercise. The motion. At least you're getting exercise. I will say that. But I mean, you're, you're, but again, we're going to be on the trail here pretty soon with Philip. So we got to practice. I got to practice. I got to get, get ready, get my head right. So thank you, Philip, for coming on the show. Always good to visit with you. One of his partners, obviously, is Dallas Parks and Rec and Mayor Eric Johnson and Dallas Parks and Rec announced a really cool pass that our family has received. We're about to start using it. We we haven't used it yet, but we're about to. It's the Teen All Access Pass. It's for teenagers from 12 to 17 years old, and it it's working for the whole month of July. So by the time folks listen to this, you'll still be able to get this for your, your kids, your neighbors, your nephews. And tell everybody about it. This is free access to some of the best places we have in Dallas. The zoo, the Arboretum, Museum of uh, Art, the Holocaust and Human Rights Museum. I mean, wonderful opportunity for free to get some activities for the kids. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. So don't miss out on that. Uh, you you will not be disappointed. You can get your passes uh, at any of the 43 rec centers across the city of Dallas. So be sure to run out and get yours uh, today. Well, uh, Ryan, I'm also excited. We've got a guest for our next show. Uh, I, I think a lot of folks have probably heard of his book, along with his colleagues, Forget the Alamo. And uh, we had some knowledge of, of Jason Stanford because we got some folks in the firm who know him. So as one of the authors, he's going to be our next guest. So looking forward to a conversation about Forget the Alamo with Jason. Yeah, it will be uh, it, it, the title. Um, if the title doesn't shock you into wanting to listen, I don't know what will, but uh uh, it'll be good to you know get his account. I know it's been hot, at least in the in the Texas press and in the Texas uh, legislative scene. Probably if you do hashtag TexLedge on Twitter, this is going to come up. So, um, yeah, excited to visit with Jason. Well, I'll keep listening. Uh, you listen, and we'll, we'll compare notes before uh, our interview. So, uh, this has been deconstructing Dallas. Uh, we want to thank Philip Hyatt Haig for joining us and talking to us about the loop and the circuit trail conservancy. As always, we want to thank our owners, Mary Woodleaf, Jennifer Pascal. want to thank our entire team here at Alamedia Media for all the support they give us, especially Samantha Matthews, who has helped with our show notes, help us get our act together, help us uh, get our guests in a lot of time, uh, cases. So we want to thank her for that. Thank Michael Zavala of NZ Studios, who has been our technical director and engineer. Most of all, we want to thank you, everyone who has listened, everyone who has downloaded, uh, all of our folks who are sharing this with their friends, their families. We know it's happening because people are telling us, but hey, it's not enough. We're greedy. So please share this podcast with your uh, your friends, your loved ones, more people, uh, the more the better. Again, we've got some great guests coming up. Uh, so please share that. We want to um, recommend to you because we think it's some pretty good content, but follow us on social media. Follow my co-host Ryan Trimble. He is 
at rtremble15. And you can find me at Sean P. Williams, S-H-A-W-N, both on Twitter and on Instagram. So for Ryan Trimble, this is Sean Williams, Deconstructing Dallas. Adios. Adios.